And for more, we're joined on the line now by Nadir Token, analyst at 274 Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Nadir, let's talk about uh, the future prospects for uh, a residential property company Baldwin. Yeah, so I mean, they listed on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange just over a month ago, Sakina, with a market cap of around four and a half billion rand. Um, and we see them talking a very attractive story. You know, they have a very uh, a massive pipeline for development uh, over the next couple of years. Um, I mean, if we look at the Kailami estate alone, they're looking to develop 15,000 residential units in Kailami. And if we put that into perspective, ever since the business's inception in 1996, they've developed 13 and a half thousand residential units. So this project alone is bigger than uh, the entire pipeline of their, of their residential unit uh, production since they started the business. But, uh, you know, they, they're talking about selling the stuff off plan, um, you know, and having the majority of it sold out before they even go into the, uh, into the building phase. So it's fairly low-risk stuff, but that's assuming that they, can, that they can get it sold off plan. You know, we're obviously going into an increasing interest rate environment, and that's going to have uh, some sort of an impact on, on, on demand for property. But what we've seen so far in the listed property space, Akina, and Indu Place is the only other listed uh, residential listed property player, is that uh, we've seen insatiable demand and we've obviously seen supply being very, very flat because it's not a very competitive market in the listed space. And in the unlisted space, a rising interest rate environment and a weak economy um, you know, is, 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 holding back, uh, is holding back investment. So, in fact, we we saw business confidence numbers uh, come out yesterday, where uh, you know building suppliers are seeing the uh, business uh, are seeing confidence in their sector dwindling to you know decade lows. So you know we're not we're not seeing much supply come online in terms of the residential real estate uh, sector, and uh, you know that's really been keeping prices propped up, which is uh, good for 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 Bruin properties, and it also brings some diversification into the sector. So um, over and above the Kailami development, they also look to develop, uh, you know, a, a, a unit for rental markets, and uh, they hope that's to be uh, in the region of uh, between 2 to 3 billion rand by the year 2020, and uh, that's obviously going to support yield for the stock, and, uh, you know, listed property investors like the sector because of, uh, you know, the, 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 the dividend yield that they get and the, the income characteristics that's displayed by that, um, you know, so, so that's going to be what's going to support the yield. So it hasn't been a very... Uh, it hasn't been a very overheated listing. In fact, uh, since the stock listed on the JC just over a month ago, we see it slightly down. Um, you know, that has something to do with a very tough economic environment we're in. And obviously, uh, with Lesetje and uh, embarking on the first interest rate increase last week, and with that likely to continue at a very slow rate um, into 2016, that's obviously going to keep things in check in terms of uh, how far the price can accelerate. But uh, overall, a good time diversify in the listed property space and uh, uh, operating in a market where there isn't a lot of supply and looking to develop uh, units for rental which is going to support the yield. So yeah, fairly good story for a long-term investor. Indeed. And then uh, business confidence numbers came out yesterday. Nadir, what did they tell us? Yeah, look, I mean, it's a dire picture, isn't it? We saw uh, the fourth quarter number, this is the FNB uh, BR business confidence number, um, which is released on a quarterly basis. And the fourth quarter number, which came out yesterday, were uh, dwindled to a five-year low, to 36 index points from 38 index points. And uh, the sectors which were hardest hit were, as we mentioned, the home builder sector, the wholesaler sector, and the new car sales sector, with the manufacturing sector, uh, uh, you know, reporting very flat 
flats uh, business confidence and uh, the, the retail sector a very marginal increase but of course uh, these numbers were compiled before the interest rates are hike and uh, the calculation was done it was released yesterday so if it had been released after the interest rate hike we may have seen even more pressure coming on that number particularly the retail segment of that of, of business confidence would have uh, you know almost undoubtedly been lower with the consumer already stretched and with interest rates going up obviously that's stretching them even further so it's really what we expected demand in the South African economy is very weak business confidence is low and that doesn't bode well for future investments uh, into from the private sector into the South African economy you know so that's going to keep job growth very very tepid and uh, unfortunately that's going to have a further negative feedback cycle into growth so not looking great at the moment and of course um, what can we expect uh, from OPEC they're having that meeting there next week uh, Nadir yeah, you know, we're seeing a very definitive change in tune from Saudi Arabia, which is uh, effectively the 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 by the, the leader of uh, the oil cartel. And uh, what we're seeing is that they, for a very long time, said that uh, you know, even if and and, and uh, Ali Al Naimi, the Saudi Arabian oil minister, in fact, said on many public platforms that even if the oil price reached twenty dollars a barrel, they'd continue to pump out supply in order to uh, protect long-term market share at the expense of short-term financial gain. Um, you know, but the, the policy we've been seeing coming out of the kingdom or the comments been coming out of the kingdom more recently, um, you know, has been that uh, you know, Saudi Arabia wants to support a more sustainable oil price, um, you know, where somewhere between sort of 60 and $80 a barrel over the medium term. And, you know, they want to see some increase in the oil price without a massive increase to try and uh, prevent new supply from coming online. So, uh, you know, I think uh, they, the Saudi Arabia is really feeling the impact of the, of, uh, the financial strain of lower oil prices. Um, we, as we mentioned earlier in the week, we saw them burning through $100 billion of foreign reserves um, you know, in the last one year. Um, they obviously have a very expansionary uh, fiscal policy with uh, you know, the war in Yemen and then uh, you know, the, the, the bonus payments to the, the, the private sector and you know, an, an aggressive Saudization policy in the labor market where they sort of incentivizing corporates to hire Saudi Arabian nationals. So, you know, the very expansionary fiscal policy is obviously placing significant strain on their budgets. And for the first time, um, you know, in over a decade, they had to come to the bond markets uh, to raise capital earlier this year. And we saw Moody's downgrade their credit rating on the back of, uh, you know, the rate at which they're burning through the reserves. So I think they're feeling a, the, the pinch of lower oil prices now, um, you know, and I think uh, we're going to see a, a far more circumspect uh, sort of a uh, uh, tone coming out of OPEC after the meeting next week. And, uh, you know, I think they're all feeling the pain of lower oil prices, but they realize if they get too high, they're going to lose market share uh, to higher cost producers like U.S. shale, um, you know, and, 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 and Russia and others. So, you know, I think uh, it's a very fine balancing act, and unfortunately they seem to be between a rock and a hard place. But uh, the tone seems to be definitively changing, and uh, Saudi Arabia does want to see marginally higher oil prices in order to support their, their budget.